Welcome to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. Kintsugi Life is about learning, growing and strengthening from the times of adversity and challenge that we all go through. It's about valuing them as part of what makes us who we are. Right now, let's get into the content. Hi, and welcome to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. In this episode, I'll be talking about some advice that I've gathered over the years in terms of how you go about forming an effective relationship. And true to the principles of Kintsugi and healing and growing and bettering ourselves via the challenges that we work through, this is intended to draw upon my experiences of failed relationships up to and including my own divorce from my first marriage. So the best relationship advice I can offer to anyone is to be true to yourself. Now, I'm old and ugly enough to have learned a few lessons in life. In my impetuous youth, I thought I knew it all in relation to most things. Looking back now, I know I was wrong, and my history is indeed littered with mistakes that I've made as I've ploughed on, pig-headed and oblivious to conventional wisdom and the kindly advice offered by others. I've learned that even the most intuitive and enlightened people need the passing of time and the accruing of experiences in order to learn the realities of life for themselves. One particular area in which I feel I've learned a lot over the years is in what it takes to have a happy, loving and successful relationship. I'll caveat this from the off by saying that I don't have all the answers. What I do have is one divorce, one failed engagement and a number of failed relationships of varying degrees of seriousness to reflect upon. Each of these has contributed knowledge and insight that's brought me to where I am today. I'm happily married now for the second time, and sufficiently established in that relationship that I believe it will remain enriching, loving and supportive for the rest of my days. To cut to the punchline of this episode, I believe that the single biggest success factor for relationships is this. Each individual must be entirely self-reliant, self-confident and complete in themselves before they enter into a relationship in the first place. They must be true to themselves and what they want and need from life. Now I don't want you to think ill of me for the emphasis placed on self. I'm not saying that a healthy and happy relationship is born out of selfishness. Another more direct way of putting it, and put using the words of my sister, would be that you should sort your own rubbish out before you involve yourself in someone else's. And I'll just warn you, she didn't use the word rubbish. Having cut to the chase, let me add a little substance to my theory and to share how I reached this conclusion. As a young guy, I was what you might have described as insular in relationship terms. I was shy around women, and although I had many female friends, I never really had a serious girlfriend until I met my first wife. Even then, it wasn't so much a fairy tale scenario of boy meets girl and falls in love. Had things been allowed to follow their more natural course, I don't think the relationship would have lasted more than a few months. I'm certain, though, that we would have remained friends. Instead, an accidental pregnancy after just a couple of months, coupled with a sense of indomitability and youthful, if naive, belief on both our parts that we could overcome the odds that faced us, meant that we resolved to make a life together and raise a family. Our daughter was born, we bought a house, got married, had a second daughter, in that order, and did all we could to convince ourselves that we were happy and could make it work. 
After a few eventful years, we were forced to accept the realities of the situation and acknowledge that neither of us was happy and we probably never would be together as a couple. We divorced and since that time have amicably, jointly and equally co-parented our daughters on a 50-50 basis. The forming and the subsequent failing of that relationship was the first time I had the opportunity to learn that an instinct to be true to oneself is the bedrock upon which happy relationships are built. At that time in my life, and at that age, just 23 in fact when we met, I'd had little time to figure out who I was or what I wanted from life and how I was going to get there. I think that my actions and decisions at that time indicate that my moral compass was that of someone determined to do the right thing, to take his responsibility seriously, and who was committed to putting in the efforts to overcome challenging circumstances. All these are well and good, but on reflecting, I know that I was trying constantly to bend myself to doing what I felt were the right things and what was expected of me. My life wasn't based on being self-reliant and self-sufficient because I hadn't lived enough of life to know who I was or what it was I wanted and needed from life. I've no regrets about what I've done from that point to this and I'm blessed to have enjoyed a close relationship with my daughters from raising them as a part-time single parent from that point to this. So in the context of happy relationships, this one had little chance from the start. So what happened next? A few years of adapting to the realities of being a single parent followed and relationships just weren't a priority for me. Inevitably though, as time passed, things changed and I entered into the murky world of online dating. It was through the inevitable process of approaching prospective dates online, occasionally meeting some in person, and the odd short relationship that followed, that I learned for the second time the importance of being true to yourself. It takes time and experience to figure out what you want in a partner, and you have to kiss a few frogs before you find the one. I went through this process later in life than many, thanks to my first serious relationship leading to parenthood. I recognise though that for most of us, it's only possible to determine what qualities we want in a partner by first encountering those that we definitely don't. The experience of dating showed me the dangers of bending and shaping myself to try and appeal or be appeal to or be accepted by those who aren't really I weren't suited for me. This was usually driven by pure physical attraction or a lack of confidence in my own identity. When you try and bend yourself into something you're not in order to appeal to others, you simply can't fake it. Several times I entered into relationships that weren't going to work through playing down the demands placed upon my life by my kids in order to date someone who didn't have kids. Similarly, at times, I entered into relationships where the other person was clearly keen to establish a new nuclear family and potentially wanted more kids. In both scenarios, it wasn't congruent with who I was or what I wanted, and this always led to the ultimate failure of things. I'd occasionally try and portray myself in ways that I thought potential matches wanted me to be. Sportier, more sociable, more intellectual, or whatever. I was undoubtedly driven by physical attraction first and foremost, and whilst I wasn't intentionally deceitful, I acknowledge now that through neglecting to be upfront and truthful with myself about who I was and what I wanted, I was impacting on the lives and future happiness of myself and others too by pretending to be otherwise. I've learned that the same principle applies to long-term relationships as it does when forming them. Reasonable compromise and putting the needs of others first is the essence of a loving and supportive relationship. Constantly bending yourself to meet the needs and expectations of the other person, giving up on things that are important to you, 
pushing down your needs at the expense of them, or trying to change yourself uncomfortably in order to win affection or approval, are all pitfalls to be avoided. The best tactic, I think, when both trying to attract and meet someone to form a bond with them, and then to strengthen and service that bond for life in a relationship, is to be completely clear and honest with yourself and the other person exactly who you are and what it is that you need in order to be fulfilled and happy in yourself. Only then can you contribute to a relationship that's also fulfilled and happy. The final stage of my search for a relationship came following a particularly brutal and painful breakup. I dated, cohabited with and eventually became engaged to someone with whom I once thought I was happy. Later, I merely felt controlled and manipulated by her and was stuck in one of the most toxic relationships that I think anyone could ever have the misfortune to suffer. I played my part in the dysfunction just as much as she did and eventually having the courage and clarity to escape that relationship was one of the most significant and empowering moments in my life. It became the trigger for me taking ownership and control once and for all and for getting myself together. The awakenings afforded to me by that relationship were significant. It helped me recognise the many ways in which I'd been letting myself and my kids down in how I was approaching relationships, and it was about this time that I contemplated and pursued some personal development. I entered a course of counselling, became passionate about self-help, and undertook to really figure out what I wanted from life, for myself, and to figure out how I was going to get it. Some way through that process, I found that I'd completely changed. In far better shape physically, mentally and emotionally than I'd ever been to that point, I entered into dating once again, but this time with a clear view of who I wanted to meet, what she needed to be like, how I wanted to be for her, and what kind of relationship I wanted to establish. As fate and fortune tend to do, I met that person in a woman who would eventually become my second and final, I should add, wife. We met through a sequence of events over a prolonged period of time and have formed a bond that I believe is as strong as I could ever imagine having with someone. It's not all plain sailing and compromise and adaptability are core to keeping things going, living as we do something of an unconventional life. We have a blended family of six of us with two family homes and an existence that seems to seize the various mixes of the six of us together at various times and places on a routine basis. It's crazy, but we make it work. The key thing that I think has made this relationship successful is that both my wife and I met at a point when we were both complete in ourselves. She was and remained self-reliant, capable and contented in her own life, just as I am in mine. I don't lean on her. I don't look for her to complete me or to fill some void that I think should exist in my life or my persona because there simply isn't a void and the same is true for her in regard to me. We love each other unconditionally and we make compromises to accommodate each other, for that's what loving couples do. Through it all, we remain true to ourselves as individuals, for that's who we are, first and foremost. I hope you find that useful in terms of figuring out how you can conduct yourself and how you should conduct yourself in relationships. And I really, does, I really do want to emphasise the point is to make sure you're fully self-reliant before you involve yourself with someone else. Because after all the failed relationships that we all suffer, we eventually want to learn from them and go on and form a happy and healthy relationship. So I encourage you to figure out who you are and be fully reliant on yourself before you look to other people to form a relationship with. Thank you.
You've been listening to the Kintsugi Life Podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. You can email me on toby at tobyhazelwood.com. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love for you to leave me a positive review if you feel unworthy of one. And I'd also love for you to share this with anyone else who you think might benefit from the content. Until next time, this is Toby Hazelwood saying goodbye.